Good day and welcome to The Buzz, a bank automation news podcast. I'm Associate Editor Elijah Poindexter. Recently, I spoke with Jason Harmon, CTO with the API developer Stoplight. I asked Mr. Harmon about API security, seeing how organizations implement APIs to both leverage and protect their data against hackers who have used APIs themselves with malicious intent. We also spoke about general API strategy, along with some predictions for API and fintechs in the new year. And that's sort of a trend I've identified, uh, you know, just sort of the broader um, broader fintech space going into 2022 is that, it, you know, if you cannot fully integrate these sort of uh, automated capabilities into your business, both externally and internally, then you're not really doing as good of a job as I think you could be doing. I think we've seen, you know, organizations with a ton of pedigree and a ton of funding and money behind them failing to meet the expectations that I think were laid out for them, you know, for the simple fact that it's not sort of a deep organization, organizational factor. It's more of something that more of a veneer and it looks good for the customer and for the client on the, you know, on the front end. But as soon as they get past that, you know, external, you know, stratum, if you will, I think things can break down and you start to see breakdowns in terms of how these companies sort of operate and, and communicate with each other. So that's a, it's a very yeah. interesting point. I think worse than that is, you know, if you're just looking at your business and going, okay, let's, you know, slap some APIs on the side to enable, you know, some kind of partner use cases or maybe mobile, whatever. Quite often it's duct tape and bailing wire mm-hmm. to make that connect with the existing infrastructure. And it's really creating more technical debt, creating more kind of organizational friction as opposed to those who are really looking at a big picture and recognizing, you know, this is going to be a long play. It's not going to happen overnight. Let's be strategic about where we re-platform, but have a big picture in mind of how all these APIs are going to stitch together in the future and have a vision for it, let's say. Um, you know, be customer-centric in that view so that you're not re-entrenching kind of institutionalized thinking about designing around systems, uh, but rather the design around the customer concerns. And um, those those sort of paths to take APIs external just get easier, right? Mm -hmm. And so then you're reducing organizational friction, you're improving overall understanding. Uh, But, you know, these are huge leaps to take. Uh, you know, for business leaders. And I think we're in a period right now where I feel like kind of your C-suites, especially at a lot of of the medium to large size organizations are really starting to absorb what this means. And they're seeing it, you know, competitively in the market where folks who are making the right investments around APIs are accelerating. Uh, And so there's certainly some folks coming late to the game, but, you know, I think if you're committed to having that big picture, the, the possibility to turn around turn it around is still there. Uh, so APIs, you know, tra- traditionally and as tradition, you know, as traditionally as something that's relatively recent can be, have been, you know, leveraged for positive things for for cl- improving client and employee experience, and improving automation, reducing labor hours. But in twenty twenty one, I think we I, I, th- there's been in the news hackers and and sort of these malevolent factors in the in the sector leveraging APIs for attack, leveraging them for for negative means, if you will. Do you have any insight on it? Well, I know you do, but, you know, what are some of your insights in regards to the, uh, in regards to that sort of API security uh, thing, especially as we move forward and it becomes more um, ingrained? Yeah. So this one, I think, you know, I I certainly lean on my own personal experience, Um, you know, PayPal, Expedia Group, some of these larger organizations where the thing to recognize when you're, when you're putting together kind of your platform strategy is identity 
as a concept and obviously as uh, corollary concerns, things like authentication, authorization, that is the long pole in the tent everywhere. It is the hardest part of building kind of consistency in your API platform. Uh, and I think for folks that don't recognize that early, that ends up kind of holding up the train. Uh, so I think figuring out, you know, what is kind of the, the what are the off patterns that you're going to use in your APIs is probably job one if you have, say, an API enablement team who's leading that change, uh, which, you know, with, uh, in our case, we see quite a bit of usage of things like our spectral open source library that folks use to sort of check their standards in an automated way against the API designs to see, does this match up with kind of our standard approach or pattern to how we implement all of our APIs and having these automated checks on the, the auth pieces on kind of authentication authorization. Um, you know, the old joke goes that if you have a two day hackathon, day one of the hackathon is off and day two people build stuff. Yeah. It is so true in, uh, you know, any build out of an API platform. So I think that's certainly my biggest guidance. And, and for us, certainly see, we see where kind of spectral and the automation it provides uh, really is, uh, you know, opens up a lot of opportunity for us to improve API security. And what's key to that is it's as far left as you can go. Like that's what we do is help folks envision their future APIs kind of from scratch in a lot of cases. And having those checks as early as possible generally prevents 80% of the, you know, kind of security risk vectors that you might see all the way at the right when you're actually going to deploy this thing. Mm -hmm. um, so I certainly point folks to the, uh, oh, the uh, sorry, OWASP API top 10 is certainly something that, you know, we've been looking at more to provide kind of rule sets for automating um, that set of pretty common sense checks for the most common attack vectors against APIs. So what is not the way to implement or build out an API strategy from your experience? What should you not be doing if you want to get into the space? Yeah, I think I'll, I'll just say that the most naive thing that I see on a really frequent basis is people read that story about Jeff Bezos and Amazon in the early days, right? Bezos says, uh, build everything in APIs or you're fired, mm -hmm. right? And everyone goes, oh, that's that's what I need, right? I, I just need to tell everyone to build APIs and things will be great. Um, and the risk in that, uh, and, and certainly uh, some of what I walked into at PayPal when I went there uh, a number of years back, is, is they'd kind of done that mandate. And what ended up happening, and I've seen this so many times uh, in meeting people, is everyone goes off and builds an API for their use case. Um, and what you end up with a year or two down the road is thousands of APIs that are not composable, they're not modular, they don't make sense together. And if you have someone trying to stitch together a number of APIs to innovate and build something new, they're roadblocked at every pass. And now you're going off building the next single use case API. So I think, um, you know, the one of the trickier bits of API design and certainly where we help a lot in the market is thinking about that reusability. Design an API that, and, and I use the word capability intentionally all the time here, is mm -hmm. build something that's a reusable capability that, that you could envision using in a number of different situations. Um, that means that the next use case that comes along, you can add an iteration, an increment of functionality, but not have to go back to the drawing board and not have to maintain two services. Um, 
And I think to the consistency point is looking at things like auth, certainly, but also just, you know, your basic design conventions. You know, what do you use camel case or spine case on your parameters and paths and things like that? Um, those are easy things to, to check automatically. But the key is just agree on something. Truthfully, it doesn't really matter that much what the convention is. Agree on one convention and be consistent, right? Um, and automate where possible. Again, I tend to plug Spectral just because it's been a bit of wildfire growth this year and being one of the only things that really does this well for OpenAPI. Are there any negative interactions or neutral interactions between, you know, a hyper-innovative strategy and sort of looking for that overall uh, API cohesiveness? So you have a team of people who want to automate, 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 you know, API, API, API. That may, you know, speaking of what you just talked about, that may fly in the face of a general sort of cohesive strategy for the organization. Yeah. Is that a, that's a major sort of uh, flashpoint? Yeah, I mean, there's definitely, you know, a spectrum here. And some of this, I'll caveat, is going to be relative to, to organization size, right? So in a smaller organization, you probably can't commit the budget to have a central team whose sole job is to create platform consistency and perform API reviews and curate standards. And it's probably a more decentralized first kind of approach. Um, and perhaps you have, you know, someone who is just particularly passionate about the subject helping pull together strategy. I think at the other end of the spectrum, you've got large organizations where um, you've got to have some central function. But if you overinvest in that central function and create a big fat, you know, sort of bottleneck or a huge cost center, um, that's equally as bad. So I think the, the happy medium to kind of grow into is uh, having a small centralized team who curates standards curates consistency, perhaps, um, you know, performs these API design reviews, and then build connections with all the different parts of the organization. Um, and that could be, you know, per dev center, that could be, you know, per kind of silo, if you will. Um, but uh, increasingly give more authority to sort of a, a you know, a group of champions across the organization to perform those reviews themselves, to understand the constraints and the standards and why they're there and the risks that happen if they don't. Um, and just, you know, basically kind of centralized plus a federated approach is what we've seen work pretty well. It keeps your, you know, cost management relatively low, um, you know, does drive some consistency, but at the end of the day, like most things in engineering teams now, it's how can you build that ground support, mm -hmm. right? Um, and if you don't give any authority and you're just creating an organizational choke point, well, that's what it is, right? So um, I think that answered the question, but I kind of went around the corner there. Oh, no, it's great. And uh, just to kind of follow up on that, you know, in the environment, so is that sort of uh, the model you talked about with the sort of strong centralized approach, uh, is, is that something you see a lot of companies, big, small startup, uh, firmly entrenched organizations, is that something that you see a lot of them, maybe not a majority, but a lot of them using, or are you, or do you see more of the sort of negative side of API build out? If that, if that makes sense, is that a trend? Yeah, no, totally. I we started the year asking this question, like, is you know, it's it's twenty twenty one. It's been about you know ten plus years that kind of API programs have started becoming a thing. Is there consistency in practice? Uh, you know, certainly I felt like there was from people that I know who who've done that job before and are perhaps Stoplight's target customer. Um, and so we started our API Intersection podcast 
in part to answer that question for ourselves. Um, and so we've talked to program leaders from, I don't know, probably 20 different organizations over the course of the year. And uh, it probably, I think 10, 15 episodes in, we realized, uh, like, this can't be the only thing we talk about because it's getting real repetitive. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I think, yeah, in general, folks that are successful, this is how it's done. Um, can you be successful in a different model? I'm sure. Uh, but in terms of, you know, reaching out to folks we thought uh, seem to run great API programs, it's very consistent. That kind of this mix of centralization and federated approach uh, works well to spread the knowledge across the organization, give more autonomy to teams, and yet have a place where you can drive a strategy. Uh, and I think this for you know business leaders is something important is who are you leaning on? You know, do you have you know passionate, enabled folks who've been given reasonable authority uh, to go build that ground support within your sort of product development organizations? Um, because you know that much like the the Bezos mandate, right? You say, here's what I want, everybody go do good things. So somebody really needs to have kind of a big picture in their heads. And yet, trust those domain leaders on, you know, the, the content of their domain. But somebody who's looking out for how does how do all these pieces fit together to make a platform, right? Mm-hmm. All of that being said, what are your predictions for twenty twenty two? That's a extremely broad question, I know, but just what are your general, you know, within your realm of of you know broad expertise? What are your predictions for twenty twenty two in the API and in the fintech sort of interplay space? Yeah, I think. Um, uh, security uh, spending around APIs is going to be, you know, a, a big distinct category we haven't really seen like that before. Mm-hmm. Um, which, you know, uh, I hope that investment produces good results. Yeah. Uh, but I have a feeling in some places it's going to be a longer road than they realize because of the aforementioned long pull on the tent of, you know, authentication and kind of identity systems is quite often where I think things are going to get sticky. Uh, so, yeah, as always, I advise people if you don't have a very clear way to connect your authentic, you know, identity systems back into your APIs, better get started. Mm-hmm. Uh, and certainly, if you're about to spend a bunch of money on API security, um, I think the, uh, the the you know, there's been a multi-year I think discussion now about what kind of API uh, is it? You know, internally, especially. You know, are we building synchronous or asynchronous? Are we using something like OpenAPI or Async API? Uh, should we be looking at gRPC? Uh, what about GraphQL? Shouldn't yeah. just everything be GraphQL? Um, and I kind of have the feeling that this next year, some of that's going to settle into a little bit better groove as far as, uh, which really points back to GraphQL. It's like, what is GraphQL really good for? And uh, there are certainly, I think, patterns that, you can't find anyone that disagrees are great, such as, you know, put GraphQL behind your user experience uh, to aggregate or compose all the different data points that you have in the organization into one easy to use thing, especially in mobile where one call is best, right? Don't don't make multiple calls to your backend. Mm-hmm. I think for folks that are going, you know, all in top to bottom on GraphQL, probably not in FinTech truthfully, but um I think those can be risky things. And, uh, you know, as I like to put it, it's the reason like Apollo has had such tremendous growth. uh, To some extent, they're helping folks patch up their mistakes. Um, So I think that's one that I I hope 
we've, we've got a little more broad understanding as to when to use a particular API tool. I think that's started to come together, and I hope this next year some of that gains clarity. And, uh, you know, I, I think the trend toward more and more uh, companies looking at kind of internal and external APIs should be from the same catalog. Uh, I absolutely think that uh, that that trend is picking up and, and that awareness is picking up that you can't just glue APIs on the side of, of the business and expect good things to happen. And, you know, along the same lines, I, I think kind of, uh, you know, having these sort of program teams to run APIs as, uh, say, a, an organizational category of investment, I think is absolutely growing. I mean, the, the consistency and approach is there, and I think more and more companies are realizing they've got to have somebody that's kind of manning the helm. Um, so certainly something I'd say, you know, whether it becomes a trend or not, you should. You've been listening to The Buzz, a bank automation news podcast. Thank you for your time, and be sure to visit us at bankautomationnews.com for more automation news. You can also follow us on Twitter and LinkedIn. Please don't hesitate to rate this podcast on your platform of choice.